Earlier this week we discussed one Hasidic practice. Now we're going to discuss another one that's not only a Hasidic practice, but uh, is uh, certainly popularized by Hasidim. And that is the issue of davening by Kivrei Tzadikim. Is there a, uh, a mila? Is this something that a person should go out of his way to try to do? I happen to live... I don't know, a couple of miles away from the uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe's kever, and I've never been there. Is that a problem? Should I uh, make sure that, um, that, I, that, I, that I go to uh, whatever Kivrei Tzadik may be around? So the, uh, it, like most differences between uh, different segments of Torah Judaism, uh, the, the, the issue is not whether there exists such a concept of going to Kivrei Tzadikim. The issue is a point of emphasis. How much should we emphasize going to Kivrei Tzadikim? The fact that there is such a concept is indisputable. It's all over Shas. But uh, it's just a question of, uh, of emphasis. So that's, that's what really what we're going to discuss. And we're also going to discuss uh, what exactly are we supposed to be thinking if one goes to Kivrei Tzadikim. Similar to what you know, the discussion uh, we, we could have about what one should be thinking when they say Tehillim. Should we be thinking that it magically used the words of uh, the Tanakh to cure people? That would be an Isser to, uh, to think that. So one has to have the proper perspective. Who are we addressing when we go to Kivrei Tzadikim and we're davening? Who are we davening to exactly? Is it where does the idea come from to put a note, to put a petek by, uh, by Kivrei Tzadikim? So the, um, the sources in Chazal are overwhelming. The Gemara Mesach Chazal tells us that when uh, Kalev went with the rest of the Meraglim, Teretz Yisrael, he was halach v'nishtatach al Kivrei Avos, he went and he davened by the Kivrei Avos, and the Gemara goes even further. Amrlan, it says, us, it says to us what he davened. He said, he said Avosai, bikshu alai rachamim she'enatzel me'atzas meraglim. He davened, my forefathers, please be mevakish rachamim for me, that I be saved from the Eitzah of the Meraglim. Implying that he was davening to the forefathers to daven for him, not directing his tefillah directly at the Ribbon Shalom. The Gemara in, Daf, in Tainus Daf Tezayin tells us, Lama Yotzin the Beis HaKvaros, why is it on fast day that you go to Beis HaKvaros? So two Deus in the Gemara, one is to show that we view ourselves as very low, like the like dead people, that we're going to the Beis HaKvaros so that the Mesim will daven for us. Gemara Tainus Daf Chav Gimel Amad Beis, Raimani Berei, have a commentary laid to Beinasiya, there was a person who was being bothered by the Beinasiya, so Ishtatach Al Kivr Davua, he went to Kevaravos, Amrle Abba Abba Hani Mitsaruli, and he again addressed his father, and he said, "These people are causing me trouble." So one day the Benasiya was walking by, and their horses got stuck in the mud, and they couldn't uh, they couldn't move until they promised never to be Mitsar him again, never to bother him again. But again, you see, it's Kivrei Avos. The Gemara Masechus Bamitzia Daf Peim Beis tells us that uh, that uh, that that is Takelba Botiti that that someone looked at uh, Rabbi Chia when he was going into the Masifta de Rakia, and two sparks of fire came and hit him in the eyes and blinded him. Lamachar Azal The next day he went and he davened by the kever. So he says uh, he, he says I, I, I say over your learning. I try to, and he said, said over some, some learning from Rabbi Chia, and he got, he got better. So he went to the kever of Rabbi Chia. The Gemara in Sota, Daf Yudal tells us, No one knows where Moshe Rabbeinu is buried. And the Gemara expounds on uh, how people went on high, and they saw, saw as if the kever was lower, and then people went lower, and they thought it was higher. And then they sent them in, in both directions, and each one saw it somewhere else. We can't find the kever of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Bach on the side of the Gemara over there says, and why is that? Why is that so important? Says the Bach, 
Mesha Golev Yadulf Ne and this is the Bach's Girsa in the Gemara apparently. Mesha Golev Yadulf Ne Kurushbarhu Shaasid Besa Migdashli Kharivi Lagalas as Sol Mearsam. That a Kurushbarhu knew that there's gonna be a Golas and there's gonna be a Khurban. And he was worried that the first stop we're going to go to when we fear Golis and we fear a Churban is to go to the Kever of Moshe Rabbeinu. So, and we're going to dive into Moshe. And we're going to say, Moshe, daven for us. And then Moshe Rabbeinu is going to have the ability to be mevatel l'gzeira. Think about how effective Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillahs were when he was alive. When he's dead, the tzaddikim are even more beloved to the Ribbon Shlolem when they're dead. So all of these sources in Chazal point to going to Kivrei Tzadikim and davening. Most of them point to the idea of actually asking the Tzadikim to daven to the Ribbon Shalom for them. So what is the problem over here? It seems very clear-cut in all of these sources in Shas that one is allowed to go to Kivrei Tzadikim and daven to the Tzadikim that they should daven to the Ribbon Shalom. So there are two fundamental problems. One of them is that the Rambam uh, formulated 13 Ikarei Ha'amuna. That's not a problem. That's a nice thing. But the, uh, the fifth of the Ikarei Ha'amuna uh, seems to fly in the face of this. The Rambam in the fifth of the Ikari Muna says, Shahu Yisbarachu Arroi Laabdo Lagado Ladiog Lasov Lasos Mitsosov says it's only worthy of serving and davening to the Ribbon Shalom. Nothing beneath the Ribbon Shalom is worthy of our tefillos. They have no ability to affect anything. It's lo levado Hashem Yisbarach. And it's not roi lavod to use uh, anybody else as an emtsai, as an intermediary to go to the Ribbon Shalom. We have a direct pipeline with the Ribbon Shalom. We can go directly to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We don't have to go through anything else. And the formulation that we say in the Animamin, it's Animam Bemunashlema Shabore Yisbarach Shmo Lo Levado Raulis Palel. It's only to him, and it's to him and only him that it's worthy of davening. And we should not be davening to anybody else. One of the Karayamuna. So how could we address philos to tzaddikim? And the second problem is that there is a specific iser of being doresh alamesim. The Gemara expounds on this in Sanhedrin Sabachem Beis. The iser of being doresh alamesim. So isn't this a violation in addition to going to an intermediary? But look who we're going to—to to dead people—and you're not allowed to be doresh alamesim. So there. There are three basic approaches that the post can take toward going to Kivrei Tzadikim. The strongest approach is the Bach in the name of Rav Chaim Paltiel, although the Bach himself rejects this. In Yardaya Simreshi Zayin, he quotes from Chaim Paltiel, who was a Talmud of the Maram Rutenberg, that only great people like Kalev, who realize that it's a Makam Kadosh, and Davin there as a result of its Kedusha, because the person is always supposed to try to Davin in a Makam Kadosh, only people like that have any benefit in going to Kivrei Tzadikim, because they understand what it's all about. They understand that it just happens to to be a Makam Kadosh because a tzaddik is, is buried there. But the vast majority of people simply violate Vedare Shalamesim every time they go, and therefore the vast majority of people should not go at all. That is the, um, the approach of Rav Chaim Paltiel. But even he makes it clear that it is a holy place, that, uh, and that, that's explicit in Rishonim as well. In the Drosha Saran, in the eighth, in Shmini, quotes from the Ramban that Kivrei Tzadikim are a holy place. That somehow the bones being there makes it a holy place. It should be noted, though, that the Rambam in the fourth parak of Hilchas Avel says that we don't, we're not bona nefesh ala kever shel tzadikim because divreim heim zechronam v'lo yifna adam levaker bekfaros. The Rambam says pretty clearly 
don't go to cemeteries. You, you, don't, have to, you don't have to bother going to any, to any kvaros. However, the Red Vaz on the Rambam tones that Rambam down a lot. He says when it says don't go to kvaros, he means to actually open up the grave and start you know, finding the body and uh, praying in that way. That's what the Rambam means. But you're going to go near the kever and you're going to dive around there. That the Rambam would be fine with as well, says the Red Vaz. doesn't sound that way from the Rambam, but that's how uh, the Red Vaz tones down the Rambam. Again, so that's one approach is Rebchaim Paltiel. Person should, regular people should not be going to Kivrei Tzadikim. The Maril in Hilchus Tainus writes... Uh, the second approach, that just has to be careful that you're not davening to the dead people. You're davening to the Ribbono Shalom, Bizchus the Tzadikim. And this seems to be the widely accepted approach in Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch and Ramah in four different places discuss going to Kvarim. In the Ramah in Hilchus Rashana says that there's a Yesh Mekomos Nog in Lelech al Kvaros Sham, the Tachnunus Venosim Sham Tzedakal Aniyim, that we have a minute that we go to a Kever on Erev Rashana and we give Tzedakal Aniyim. And, and in each of the places, by the way, where it's mentioned in Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, the Mishabura issues a warning, some, some warning of some sort. So the Mishabura in Hilchus Rashana says, but make sure you only dive into Hashem in the Zuchus of the Shulchan Yafar, and also don't go to the same Kever twice in one day. Then again in Hilchus Yom Kippurim, the Ramah writes, it's all good. Mishabura warns, but don't be marbe betchinos. You have to tone it down a little bit. Don't don't do too much. And then in Shulchan Aruch in Ilchas Tainusim, Tavkofayin Tasev Gimel, Shevat Haniyoseilu Achashem Espalim. After they daven on the fast days, Yotzim Kolaam Lebeisakvaros. Everyone goes to the cemetery. Ubochim Meschanim Shem Kloma Reata Mesim Kilu Keilu Im Im Lota Shuvim Midarkam. That you're we're all going to be dead like these people in the cemetery if we don't do tshuva. So the Ramah writes, well, if that's all we're saying, that we're all going to be dead if we don't do tshuva, it doesn't have to be a Jewish cemetery. Forget about Kivir Tzadikim, it doesn't even have to be a Jewish cemetery. This is based on the Gemara, the, that it could even be Kivrei Nachrim. Mishabru over there warns, don't go to Kivrei Gayim. Not, not a good idea. A lot of times there are Ravodazaras and things like that. You don't want to mess around with, uh, with going to Kivrei Gayim. Then a fourth place in Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah in Hilchus Tishbab. Right after you leave Shul and Tishabav, go to the Beis Hakvaros. The Mishabur and Sivkat Memalev says to the, the reason we go is so that the uh, Mason will be Mavakesh Rachmim. But again, he warns, don't stand directly on the Kever because then you're going to have the Chitzonim are going to be Nestabic to you. So you want to stay a little bit away from the Kever. But bottom line is, in all these places in Shulchan it seems clear that there is an Indian of going to, uh, to a Kever. It's just Mishabur keeps warning us, like the Maril says, not to daven to the, uh, to the, to the Mason. And that's what the Chayyad and Paskins and Uchs Rosh don't ask for things from the Mesim. Because it could be a violation of the Dori Shalomesim. Then you have the uh, third possible approach is that the Gemara in Sota sounds like Kalev directly requested of the Mesim to intercede for him. So not only, not like Rav Chaim Paltiel, to not go at all, uh, but not even like what it sounds in Shulchan Aruch and the Maril, that you can go, just be careful not to dive into the Mesim. From the Gemara itself, it sounds like David, that Kalev did dive into the Mesim, not that they can help, but that, not that they can uh, answer Tfilos, but that they can issue their own, their own Tfilos. The Gemara is all over the place sound that way. And Magen Avram says, we go, Kedesh Yavakshu Aleinu Rachamin, that we're relying on the Mesim to be Mevakesh Rachamin of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
for us. So that pushes it a little bit further, and really seems like the simpler shot in the uh, in the Gemara. But uh, but that's that's the uh, the third approach. What we certainly don't do is ask the mason to do things for us. Meaning, uh, other than to be mevakish rachum, we certainly can't ask them to answer our tefilos. The Rebbeinu Shalom answers tefilos, and that, that's it. So uh, the, the, there are a few tshuvas in Achronim that defend the practice of going all the time to kivrei tzadikim. Maram Shik, Talmud Chacham Sofer, and Archaim Simon Reish Tzadi Gimel gives three explanations why it's not a problem with Dorei Shalom Mesim. He says, first of all, we're asking the Ruach Vanishama, not the Mesim. Not sure what that means exactly, because isn't that what Mesim are? But it says, second, he says, Tzadikim are always called Chaim, so it's not Dorei Shalom Mesim, because you're going to kivrei tzadikim. Tzadikim, after Misasim Chazal tell us on the Kram Chaim. So uh, it's not, you're not going to Mesim, you're being Dorei Shalom Chaim. And third, he says, we're not asking Tzadikim, we're asking Hashem to accept the Tefillah in their merit. And he says it's also not a problem of using an emtsai, of using an, intermedi- an intermediary, because all we're really doing is we're informing the tzaddik of the problem, and Hashem doesn't want the tzaddik to be mitzayir. That that's the way these things work in general, that the more people that are affected by the tzara, Kodesh Baruch is not going to make people suffer if they don't deserve to suffer. So if the tzaddik is suffering because of this, so Kodesh Baruch Hu will, uh, will want to take away the suffering from the, from the tzaddik. There is a sugi of Masechus Baruchus that discusses whether Mesim actually know what's going on in this world. So Tulsa already points that out. You're going to go to Kibre Tzadikim for what? They, they, they have no idea what's going on, what's going on down here, according to one day in the Gemara. It seems to be the Minakolim is to assume otherwise in speeches at Simchas. They assume that uh, the Mesim are here and they're aware and they're celebrating with us. And It's a Machlokas. Machlokas in the Gemara, if they're aware of, uh, of anything. But Tulsa says they, they might become aware when you go and you tell them. As, which is an interesting idea that you can inform you can inform the mason there's such a minute that people go and invite the deceased uh, grandparents to chasnas or whatever so uh, so if you tell them that something is happening maybe they do become aware there's a tshuva in the munkach or the minchas minchas where he explains that it's not a problem of Dori Shalom Esim, because the Gemara in Sanhedrin, if you actually see that Gemara over there in Sanhedrin, where it talks about Dori Shalom Esim, it says that it's violated when a person is that he starves himself, and then he goes and he sleeps in the Beit and does all sorts of weird things. We don't do that, we just go and we daven. So he says it's not a problem of Dori Shalom Esim, and it's also not a problem of using an Emtsai, because he says it's no different than going to a tzaddik who's alive and asking him to daven for you. Or look in uh, all of uh, all of Navi. They'd go to the Navi and they'd ask the Navi for uh, for a tefillah, for a bracha that the Navi should daven for them. So what difference does it make if they're alive or dead? You're asking someone else to, to daven for you. It's based on that comparison that Dayan Weiss and Luchas Yitzchak Chelchas Simenon Gimel says that you can put notes by the Kivrei Tzadikim because people give a patek to a live tzaddik also. So it's uh, it's all the same thing. He suggests. Well, one could argue that there are different ways of communicating with live people and dead people. That uh, writing notes is a more effective way of communicating maybe with live people than with, uh, than with dead people. What about leaving Eretz Yisrael to go to Kibrit Tzadikim? So there's a big uh, movement that people go to Uman or whatever to, to go visit uh, Kibrit Tzadikim. So the Stechemet in Marechas Eretz Yisrael says that visiting Kibrit Tzadikim is considered a Dvar Mitzvah. One is permitted to leave Eretz Yisrael temporarily for the sake of a Dvar Mitzvah, as long as he plans on returning. And also, obviously, Sechemet says, also as long as he doesn't plan on violating any Yisurim or compromising his observance of Halacha, a uh, while he's uh, while he's gone. So Sechemet says, so people who are into learning, Tamide Chacham shouldn't go, because obviously you're not going to be able to learn as well when you're traveling in uh, the Ukraine as you will when you're, uh, when you're, or wherever you may be going, as you will 
when you're home in Eretz Yisrael. But he says, you know, the Amratzim, whatever, the people who want to go, who uh, want to, maybe it's a, it's a Dvar Mitzvah, and therefore it could be, uh, could be a, 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 something, a heter that they're allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael to go to such things. So if Cook has a tshuva where he challenges the Stechamed on, on two major points. First of all, he's not certain that it is a Dvar Mitzvah, to go to call it a mitzvah is a little there's an inyan it's a, it's part of a tefillah maybe to enhance a tefillah but uh, to call it a dvar mitzvah is a little bit a little bit much and secondly he says you, you don't need to leave Israel to go to Kivrei Tzadikim there believe it or not there are Tzadikim uh, buried all over the place in uh, in Eretz Yisrael so if you want to go to Kivrei Tzadikim one doesn't have to go to uh, Uman or to Queens or wherever else in order to uh, to visit Kivrei Tzadikim. So that's a discussion in the Achronim whether one is allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael for that purpose. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.